We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane for, here for LakersNation.com, your home for everything. Lakers, I'm looking at the video, right? I'm a little bit blurry here, which maybe that's just a symptom of this Lakers game. The Lakers fall to the Miami Heat in this one, a game that it didn't look like they were in at all. And then they came back in the fourth quarter. They came back, looked like they were going to make a run. There we go. Got that fixed. Um, looked like they were going to make a little, little run there in the fourth quarter. Uh, almost dead, got back to within four, then turn it over with about seven seconds left. Uh, not really a game that I look at, though, and think, gosh, the Lakers should have had this one. But we're going to break down the whole thing. So if you're coming in from YouTube, you're coming in from Facebook, you're coming in from Twitter, welcome in. Let's talk through this game. Joining me is Sean Davis. Sean, how are you doing? Hey, Trevor, thanks for having me on. And I'm doing all right. And it's a miracle, quite frankly, the Lakers had a shot to win this game. Uh whether you look at them being down five, then you give up the three or down four, you have that turnover. But uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. That was um, certainly a surprise that the Lakers were managed to get back in this thing. It was it was weirdly similar to the Rams game where the Buccaneers came all the way back <laughs> and then the Rams just pulled ahead at the end to, to win it. The Lakers battle all the way back. And then, unfortunately, they shoot themselves in the foot. And, and frankly, seven seconds left down for the likelihood that you pull off the win in that situation is probably fairly low. But still, getting a turnover on that final play, THT, big mistake trying to inbound the basketball. It looked like he almost tripped over the line and, uh, and threw the ball away. So tough way to finish the game, certainly. But for most of this game, the Lakers didn't look like they were in this. By the way, before we dive into this too far, if you're listening to the podcast version of this, make sure you do subscribe over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, as well as the LakersNation.com YouTube channel where we post new Lakers content every single day. We are going to have more uh, podcasts coming for you soon, so make sure you do follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, let's get into some of these questions and comments and things of that nature. I've got a lot of people, Sean, just to kind of sum it up here. I've got a lot of people that are not sure about Frank Vogel's starting lineup. And Vogel's stuck with this lineup for a few games now, um, featuring an older 
lineup. We've got, we see Avery Bradley in there. We see uh, Trevor Reza. We've got LeBron James, Dwight Howard, and Russell Westbrook. What are your thoughts on that starting five? Is this something he needs to stick with? I get it that Frank has kind of talked about how he wants to uh, have, bring some stability to the starting lineup. And even though that Trevor Reza might not be better than Stanley Johnson or some of the other guys that we that we're playing in our rotation right now. Uh, but I think you kind of have to, and uh, you're losing games now, I think because of it, start getting out to more slower starts. Trevor Reza, he has nights where I think he looks fine. Mm -hmm. And then he has, he certainly has a lot of games where he just looks a little slower. He does have that energy because I mean, granted he's 36, I believe, uh, Father Time's obviously caught up to him, but I still think he's an effective player. But I definitely think that, I mean, even if you want to still start Avery Bradley, I think you at least should start Stanley Johnson in the place of Trevor Reese until you do get Anthony Davis back. Agreed, agreed. Now, a little bit behind the scenes here, John, before we started here, I didn't resize your your video the right way. So there's this bug. That's, that's in the system here. There's this bug that will make it, if I don't lock something very specific in here, it will randomly resize my guest video. So as you were talking, which I'm sure is fun yeah, for, our, for, our live, for our live viewers, you went, you were doing like the full Super Mario. You shrunk down to a miniature version. Then you went up, you got you got the supersized yeah. version. I got it fixed now. But just one of the fun things that, um, <laughs> that you can see here when you're live with us on uh, on the LakersNation.com postgame show. Somebody said Sean's camera is wild. And no, it's not Sean. It was my fault. Another. I forgot to lock his, his video in there. But um, yeah, that was... That's <laughs> always a good time. Uh, Maddie James, any chance of winning? THT just threw it away. Yeah, I guess let's talk about that. The final play, the final play, the Lakers, a lot of people are pointing to Frank Vogel, blaming it on him, saying he should have something better drawn up. To me, I'm thinking THT is one of the younger guys on the team. Granted, anybody should be able to make an inbounds pass, inbounds pass, but to have THT be the inbounder, I thought that's the the questionable piece to this. You've got a guy who's not known as one of the veteran decision makers, and you've got a team full of guys that have been in that type of situation for many, 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 many years. So why would you make THT your inbounder? Yeah, I don't know why you make THT your inbounder. Uh, I think maybe this is part of the kind of role change you've seen them go undergo with THT, making him more of a second uh, secondary ball handler and playmaker, but you're down four and the game's on the line. You, I, I think you have to put it in one of your better playmakers, maybe Russ. Uh, actually, Russ probably would have been the better choice there uh, so that you can have the attention be on some of the other guys because Russ is on the floor, right, and he's not the inbounder. Then, I mean, you might as well just leave. You can leave Russ open unless it's near the basket. I mean, you're, you're not really afraid of Russ from the three-point line. But – I don't know, man. Also, I get it. That's a bad mistake. They also had a, another opportunity on the prior possession, and Avery Bradley got an illegal screen. Right. So I don't want to throw all the blame on THT because, like, it, it had a very similar opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, prior. THT, it was a mistake. But let's face it, even if he inbounds that perfectly, yeah. the Lakers are down four with seven seconds left. Again, your likelihood of coming away with a win, it's very, very small. That sealed the deal, put the nail in the coffin, 
but it's not all on that one play. And like you mentioned, Avery Bradley picked up. Uh, it turns out on that play, he wasn't expecting it, but PJ Tucker went to go under the screen and Bradley wasn't expecting him to do that. And so he kind of winds up running into, I won't say running over because PJ Tucker's a much bigger dude than Avery Bradley is, but he winds up running into him, picks up the offensive foul. Definitely not what, uh, what you wanted to see there. Um, let's get into, well, you know what? Let me do some of the stats and then we're going to do the... 360 award because i think this is actually an interesting one tonight lebron 33 points 11 boards four assists two steals did his thing if you bet the over with my guy mark gunnels we put out the betting video before the game and you made some money here lebron again 33 points believe the over under was at uh, 28 and a half so that did hit russell westbrook 24 points nine boards nine assists nine of 15 shooting for us oh three from three but Overall, pretty solid performance there from Russ. And then off the bench, you had 11 points out of Carmelo Anthony. Uh, the only other player in double figures was Avery Bradley, who was four of nine from three. Everybody else was in single digits in terms of scoring. This Lakers team defensively had a lot of issues, particularly early going in the game. Part of it was Miami was red hot. Part of it was the Lakers defense was just not good enough. So when we take a look at this, who gets the 360 award? Is it LeBron? Is it Russell Westbrook? Man, I think you kind of said on the last one, LeBron's <laughs> won so many of them. You finally get the shot to give it to somebody else. Um, I'm going to give it to Russ. And Russ having, again, 24 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists, only 3 turnovers. So what's that? 3-1 mm -hmm. to one assist to turnover ratio, which is really good. Um. Yeah, he missed those threes. One that one stat that kind of I'm hoping can can stay there is the free throw shooting because Russ's free throw shooting, he was once a really good free throw shooter, and then after the MVP season, it literally just just flipped. Um, he shot six from the line tonight. If we could get something like that um, for the foreseeable future, I'm happy with that. I, I'm more than happy with that. LeBron. Another really good performance for, for LeBron. One for eight from three. Um, that you don't like to see. Three turnovers, only four assists. But I like the way Russ has played these past few games. And uh, Russ, his effort down that down the stretch uh, really gave us a, a shot in a game where I thought there's no chance the Lakers come back and win this one. So I, I, give it to I Russ. do not fault you for giving it to Russ. I think it's a it's an argument you can make either way. I'm going to go LeBron just because... Honestly, just because you picked Russ. So just to get to talk about LeBron a little bit, uh, because I think you really could pick either one. 33 points, 11 boards, four assists, two steals for LeBron. He made some big plays, managed to keep the Lakers in it. You don't like seeing him play 40 minutes on a night when the Lakers ultimately come up with a, a loss, but I thought LeBron was very good in this one. One for eight from three. That's really the only thing I can complain about in this one. His three-point shot was not dropping, but overall I thought LeBron was very good here and managed to keep the Lakers close enough where they almost snuck back into this thing right at the end. Again, like you said, I thought Russell Westbrook was also very, very good, and I liked a lot of what we saw from uh, from him. Um, a lot of people in the chat are also complimenting Russell Westbrook. Is this the end of... Is, yeah, right? is this the end of trade Russ for John Wall? Like this nice... Like a few games ago, there were a lot of people pushing for that. There were a lot of people pushing for trade Russ for John Wall, who hasn't played this season, by the way. But ever since Russ got benched in the fourth quarter a few games ago, he's really picked it up. And as we've heard from 
other from people covering the teams Russell Westbrook has played for previously, whether it's the Rockets or the Thunder, whatever, or the Wizards, he tends to pick it up in the second half of the season. So can we kind of step away from that ledge at this point? I, I, I hope people are off that bandwagon. And actually, I don't think I've gotten a chance to address it. If John Wall has played, I think that's the big thing for me is that mm-hmm. we haven't seen John Wall play at all this season. So your trade and you have to throw in a first round pick is the rumor anyway to incentivize the Rockets to do the deal. Why am I doing that? I have not seen John Wall play a professional basketball game in a year. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. And also, they're literally the same contract. And they're very similar players at this stage in their career. Um, but again, we haven't seen John Wall play. So, no, I, I've been off the trade Russ for John Wall bandwagon the entire time. Um and I think somebody said trade Russ already won. <laughs> Come on, man. It's, if you're trading for John Wall, the the spot that always threw me was the, the first-round pick. I'm not putting in a first-round pick when I don't know for sure that John yeah. Wall is better than Russell Westbrook. Might he be? Maybe. But it's a little bit weird that John Wall and Russell Westbrook were traded for each other not that long ago. And it was the team getting Russ that had to put in a first-round pick. and I add a first-round pick to John Wall? in order to get Russell Westbrook. And now we're talking about doing the opposite to send out Russ. Uh, somebody said it, it's uh, that it was fake news. You pushed it, Trevor. It wasn't fake news. It came from one of the legit newsbreakers in the NBA, and that's Mark Stein. Um, it's very well vetted. It's not fake. It's out there that the Rockets would indeed be interested in that kind of a swap. If the Lakers are willing to give up stuff, in order to move off of Russ, because contractually it's the same. It's the same. So they're paying Russ the same amount uh, to stay home and not play for them as they would be paying John Wall to stay home and not play for them. So doesn't make a difference from their perspective. If they can get stuff for it, then it would make sense for them to be willing to do that. So this was very much not like it was just made up by somebody out there, by somebody with a couple hundred followers or something like that. This is legit. This is out there. This is something that is an option for the Lakers if they decide to go down that path. What I'm saying, though, is I can't 100% for sure say John Wall is better than Russell Westbrook, if only because we don't, we haven't seen John Wall play basketball all season. So I don't think that's a move that you make if you're the Lakers, unless you know with certainty that you're getting a major upgrade there going from Russell Westbrook to John Wall. Yeah, this is legit news. I think you mentioned like five guys that are like probably real or has some value to it. Shams, Woj, Chris Haynes, uh, Mark Stein. Mm-hmm. I feel like I missed somebody. Is that it? Uh, Shams, Woj, Stein, yeah, Haynes. Those are those are pretty much the big ones. Occasionally, occasionally like Zach Lowe will get some some things like that. I had a, a super chat that came in and said we wasted a good Russell Westbrook game, an efficient Russ game. Yeah, that's the. That's the downside to this, right? You had a pretty good LeBron game. You had a good, efficient Westbrook game, and the Lakers still didn't get the win. So if we go back to the first quarter in this game, and by the way, guys, I'm saving the Super Chats as they're coming in. 39-25 to after the first. Lakers give up almost 40 points in the first quarter. The Miami Heat came very close to setting a franchise record for assists in a half in this first in the first half of this game. A franchise, I'm not talking about this year, talking about all-time record for assists and a half in the first half. So why did the Lakers dig themselves such a big hole in the first half, particularly first quarter of this game? What what was it that really let them down? 
Well, for starters, I mean, just in general, the three-point shooting and coming in the game, I didn't do a keys to the game, but I'm looking at this, I'm like, man, Miami can really shoot it. They have a lot of depth. Don't let Miami get hot. And, I mean, what what do you know? Miami puts up, what, 69 points in the first mm-hmm. half? I mean, it, it's hard to win a game. You're going to have to put up at least 60 to have a shot. And the Lakers put up 52, so you're down 17 going into half. Um, and, I mean, yeah, the defense was well more improved in the second half. You actually only give up 44 points in the second half. Uh, but the three-point shooting really killed them. Uh, Duncan Robinson had a, bu- a bunch of threes in that first half. I believe he had five threes in mm-hmm. the first half. Might have been four. Um, and Jimmy Butler, yeah, he had a good game. But, I mean, when Jimmy doesn't have to score 30 points to beat you and Bam only scores 14, I mean, it's it's tough because, you know, the, the other guys are knocking down three-point shots, and that's one of the strengths of the That's heat. what really hurt you in this game. It was the three-point shooting at Miami. At one point, Miami was shooting 60% from the field and 65% from three. <laughs> This was like into the second quarter. They finished the game shooting 49% from the field and 46% from three. That's yeah. That's the game. That's the that's game right there. If they're shooting just an average percentage from three, this Lakers comeback is successful, and they and they win. But Duncan Robinson was six for 11 for 25 points from deep. You had uh, P.J. Tucker was two for three, two for two uh, from Caleb Martin, and then Max Struess was... Uh, Two for seven, seven. which did not very efficient, but did chip in a few threes there. So you had them get hot from deep, and that's what really prevented the Lakers from winning this thing. I mean, most of the game, this was just the Heat were cruising. Most of this game, the the Heat got up big in the first quarter, and then the Lakers just couldn't close the gap until they went on this run in in the fourth quarter. The Miami Heat spent most of the game just kind of maintaining distance from the Lakers. In fact, I want to say the the Heat's announcer, Eric Reed even said the Lakers defense is practicing social distancing right now because they are not stopping Miami. They couldn't get enough stops to get anything really going. Yeah, and P.J. Tucker, I think this another thing that a lot of people are not looking at. P.J. Tucker had a huge three when the Lakers were only down five to push the lead up eight. Now I get it. LeBron, I think, went down the floor and got fouled and knocked down two free throws. But that was a huge three by T.H. Crap, by P.J. Tucker. Uh, to put the heat by, up by eight late in the fourth quarter. Uh, we've got Vogel's. Here's a super chat. Vogel's starting lineup is a weak starting lineup. Monk is not cooking from the bench. Historically, he needs to start. Ariza, question mark. Uh, Set from KP from Singapore. Welcome in from Singapore. So if you are Frank Vogel at this point, I know he likes, he's talked about bringing stability to the rotation. So he's got these kind of two different groups. He's got his older group that he starts with and a younger group that then comes off the bench. But Malik Monk really had it going when he was starting. And Malik Monk has a history of lighting up the Miami Heat. Tonight, though, seven points, three of six shooting, one of four from three. He just hasn't been himself since moving back to the bench. Are we past the point now where you need to trade out Trevor Ariza for Malik Monk in the starting lineup? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, for sure. I, I kind of suggested to lead off. I think whether it's Trevor Reza for Stanley Johnson or Trevor Reza for Malik Monk. I don't like that one, though, because we've seen it specifically in the Denver mm-hmm. game where the three-guard lineup and you have two guards that aren't that good defensively and they're all below 6'4". You're really, like, teams can really attack at you. And yeah, it's just LeBron and Dwight. Teams can really attack at you. So I would have rather, if you're going to take Trevor Reese out, go Stanley Johnson. But I honestly don't think we're going to see a big rotations uh, change until AD gets back. And whether that's against Charlotte or whoever. But I think when Anthony Davis comes back, that's when we'll see, in my opinion, Frank change the rotation. Because then, like, if, if AD, let's say AD doesn't come back the next mm-hmm. game, but you change the lineup, and then the game after that, AD comes back again, and now you change the lineup for a third time. I mean, that's not exactly the stability that Frank Wolf was talking about. But So I don't think we'll see a big change until Anthony Davis does. Throw okay, let's talk about that real quick. So Chauncey McAllister from YouTube, the Super Chat, said, what happened to AD? Wasn't he supposed to play? So we asked, uh, asked uh, Frank Vogel before the game, what's, what's AD's status? And Frank Vogel then said he will be out. Uh, he was later pressed, okay, well, then what was going on? Why is Anthony Davis suddenly questionable? That's what he was listed on the official injury report to play in this game. And this is what Vogel said. He said that Anthony Davis is getting closer. They felt there was a slight chance maybe he might play, but they knew it was probably going to be unlikely, but they wanted to be truthful or or honest or whatever word he used. I don't recall exactly what he said, so I'm paraphrasing here. But they wanted to be truthful with their injury report and indicate that he is getting closer and that there was a slim chance that he could play. And so that's why they listed him as questionable. It wasn't questionable as though they were really assuming that he was back out there. They knew most likely he wasn't going to play, but they just wanted to reflect that he was getting closer, which is interesting because Frank Vogel's strategy has always been to withhold as much information as possible when it comes to injuries. Yeah, away. just say, oh, he's a ways away. Um, in fact, the day before he got listed as he got listed as questionable yesterday. The day before, Frank Vogel said no timetable. So this is a shift, I think, from the Lakers. I don't know if they really thought he might play. He did play two on two before the game. Uh, he was in a little two on two game. There were a few guys in there: Kent Bazemore, Ellington, DeAndre Jordan, and AD were playing two on two. And AD looked like he was moving really well in that, but. The Lakers decided, let's err on the side of caution. Let's not put him back out there just yet. Everybody got excited thinking he's back. And I did too, thinking, okay, if they're listing him as questionable, there must be a pretty good chance that he plays in this one. Frank Vogel said, no, we knew all along he was unlikely to play. We just wanted to reflect that he's close. So that that's the way it went with AD. Maybe he'll be back next game, but they definitely need him. Liar. And correction, my bad, Brooklyn's next game. Charlotte's a couple games away. That's on me. Okay, so Brooklyn's coming up uh, next game for the Lakers. Could definitely use him for that one. Uh, Let's see here. 
Lakers lose because they fall in love with the three. Well, that's when, so I've got some people who complain about the Lakers going small. In the last few games, we've actually seen small ball work for the Lakers, not just because of the offensive spacing, but because of defensively what you can do in terms of switching more. Defense. That's what's been a difference yeah. maker for them. And they can't switch quite as much when you've got Dwight Howard on the floor. So, and I'm not saying Dwight Howard doesn't make an impact, but he only played 11 minutes tonight, four boards, one block. This is where if you have Anthony Davis, you can be bigger or big, I guess, and still switch because AD can, can contest on the perimeter. Dwight Howard can't do that. So I think that's going to be a key thing because so far we've seen the switchy defense have more success than the non-switching defense, than the drop coverage defense for the Lakers. And we've also seen better offensive execution where they do go smaller. So AD could be the linchpin for that. But I would also caution not to just assume that AD is this cure-all that's going to fix everything for the Lakers. Frank Vogel, I will never say anything mean about you again if you take away drop coverage when AD gets back. I have nightmares from watching that now. <laughs> I I hate it. I uh, I would have to imagine that would indeed go away. That's not really Vogel's main scheme, defensively. It's, it's not. It's what he goes and to begrudgingly really, if he has to. But what he wants to do is blitz, pick, and roll, and then scramble like crazy and shut teams down that way. Yeah, and really quickly, drop coverage can be effective. On one of my teams, we ran it, and we were really good at it. But you have to be crazy active, and you have to have crazy communication, which is typically where the Lakers get messed up um, because sometimes the talk isn't there enough. And, I mean, granted, you have to talk no matter what defense it is, but I think it's even more so with the drop coverage because it, especially for the drop guy, and you can't drop too far. And, and that's why going small against – going small won them the game against the Magic. I get mm -hmm. it. We didn't get the breakdown up in time, but that won them the game because whether it was Dwight – uh, Mello, when he was the drop guy, it was awful. But when they went small and they started switching stuff more, just like kind of passing guys off, the Magic couldn't, they didn't have an answer for anything. So, yeah, the small ball uh, definitely saved the Lakers in that game, and it it's it's worked recently. Uh, Logan Shook, THT cost us down the stretch. Turnovers, missed layups, blew the assignment on a P.J. Tucker. Refs caused, cost us as well. And uh, Ariza can't play. So on the night, Taylor Horton Tucker, one for five shooting, three assists, two steals, two turnovers, five points. He was a plus 12. Team high, plus 12 on the night, but individually, not a great performance from him. We're still kind of waiting for consistency from Taylor Horton Tucker. I think that there is a better basketball player in there. We just haven't seen that on a night-to-night -night basis. And again, we keep falling back on the fact that he's young, but the Lakers also can't really wait. That said, I I don't, I feel like if you sell on Taylor Horton Tucker right now, which you're going to have to at the trade deadline if you want to make any kind of real move, he's going to have to be part of any trade package. You're also probably selling low. I have a feeling there's, there's better basketball ahead for THT, but maybe that doesn't oh, matter sure. so much for a Lakers team that's in the situation that they're in right now. And really quickly, the P.J. Tucker, are you talking about the one, the the three I just talked about where the Lakers down five, they go up eight, alpha at three? I don't think that was his fault. Maybe I'll have to rewatch that play, but I don't think that was his fault if that's the three you're talking I'll, about. I'll have to take a look back on that one as well and see what happened on that, that specific play. I will admit my attention was split a little bit between the Lakers game and the Bills-Chiefs <laughs> game. Might you know, had to, had to have multiple screens going on there for that one.
Uh, somebody, Logan Shook, said he left him on, yeah, I... on that play. Oh, uh, no. I'm watching it now. That's Mello. That's Mello's fault. Okay. THC did, he played his man there. That's Mello's fault. Um, let's see here. Super Chat says, defensive rotations are killing us. Also, we're at our best when we play with pace and have ball movement. Yeah, I mean, most teams are. When they move yeah. the basketball, the ball tends to find energy, and then that good things tend to happen. But for the Lakers, the challenge, though, is getting that consistently. We see little stretches where they can have ball movement and play with some sort of force, but it's just not consistent enough to give them wins on a night-to-night basis. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Let's see here. We've got a few more coming in. Somebody said, we need a trade miracle. So we've talked about the trade <laughs> deadline a lot. It's coming up February 10th. Um, the Lakers are pretty, it's well known around the NBA right now. The Lakers, if you want it, the Lakers have THT, Kendrick Nunn, and they're 2027 first. And they're trying to find the best thing they can get for that. Now, it's possible that the only things that are out there for that package are things that the Lakers would not give that package up for. Right. So, for example, like I'm just throwing a name out there. I, I'm this salaries aren't correct on this, but if it's Terrence Ross, are you giving up all that to get Terrence Ross, who's a, a fine player? But no, probably not. On the flip side, is it Jeremy Grant? Would you give up that to get Jeremy Grant? Yeah, you probably would. But will the Pistons take that? Not when they've got 15 other offers that are sitting sitting there waiting for them. So it's an interesting balance for the Lakers, figuring out what they can realistically get for that trade package and what they can't. And by the way, I guess we should update on Kendrick Nunn too. So Frank Vogel was asked about Kendrick Nunn. Not a surprise, they're in Miami. Um, Kendrick Nunn played for a couple of seasons for the Miami Heat, so he was brought up a lot by Miami media. Um, Vogel said that what's happened is every time they ramp up Kendrick Nunn, his knee soreness ramps up at the same time. Every single time they try to ramp him up, the knee soreness goes up as well. So that's the issue that they're running into. And that's why this has been delayed. He said he's not been shut down or anything like that. And they're hoping to get him back soon. But the challenge is that every time they ramp him up, his knee gets a little bit more sore. So Kendrick Nunn, I don't know when we're going to see him, but Sean, they, they've definitely missed him this season. There's no question. Oh, yeah, they definitely missed him. And I mean, even if you don't even want to talk about how he could have helped the Lakers, him not playing is really screwing them over with the trade market because the deadline is coming up. The deadline is February 10th. And if, T if, sorry, if Kendrick Nunn still has not played by then, you guys have mentioned it. You, some of the other guys with Lakers Asia have already mentioned it. He's kind of seen as a contract to some of these teams. Um, so you just haven't seen him play. So maybe, I, I'm not sure the Lakers make a big move at the deadline or like a bigger move at the deadline. And I think, Part of that is because none hasn't played and THT's contract isn't big enough so you can just trade him and uh, get a big, get a good player and value back. His contract is just isn't big enough. Um, so I'm not sure the Lakers make a big move at the dollar. Maybe you get a smaller move to clear a roster spot or something like that. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's not many moves made by the Lakers. Infrared. With a super chat from YouTube said the Lakers went on a 23 to 6 run tonight when Russ came in after Vogel benched him for 12 minutes when he had 15, 5, and 7 on 54% shooting and two turnovers. Okay, yeah, I mean, look, I thought Russell Westbrook was good tonight. I thought this was one of his his solid performances. It was an efficient performance from him. 
liked what we saw out of him and um i thought he was a, he was a positive for this team and here's here's the thing like we've got a lot of people out there that are anti russ or for russ and no matter what's happening they're going to stay in in that camp yeah when russ does well i want to say he does well i want to compliment him we want to talk about the things that he does well and when he does it we're going to break down the things that he doesn't do well in this one i think and again it hasn't always been the case but in this game i thought russell westbrook was a positive for the lakers i thought he helped i thought he's part of the reason why they closed the gap against the miami heat and hopefully we see more of this from russ because again i feel like this was a better version of russ than what we've seen on some other nights And if this is the Russell Westbrook you get, and you're getting Anthony Davis back, LeBron can play at that level that he's been playing at all season long. I'm not going to say it, but that is a Lakers team that has some potential and hope. And, I mean, for the for people saying the Lakers are going to make the playoffs, they're going to make the playoffs. And when you're making the playoffs, you have LeBron, AD will be back, hopefully you're healthy, then that's when you have a shot to make some noise. So let's get into the next man up award. So chat, let me know what you guys think. Who outside of LeBron and outside of Russ, who was the next best player in this game for the Los Angeles Lakers? Fired off. So if you're coming in from YouTube, from Facebook, from Twitter, let me know who you think should be the next man up. Oh, somebody said forty-four million dollars. Good. Um Look, here's the thing. The Lakers knew they weren't going to get $44 million worth of production out of Russell Westbrook when they traded for him. If you're expecting him to provide $44 million worth of production, you're going to be disappointed no matter what he does, just about, right? Unless he suddenly is winning the MVP award, $44 million is a really high bar. And the Lakers knew they're probably not going to quite get that right out of him. They were hoping for probably more than what we've seen so far this season, but they didn't come into this expecting to get $44 million of production out of Russ. All right, Sean, what do you have for your next man up? So I've got a lot of people firing off their thoughts. I think I'm going to agree with most of the chat. I think it's actually probably consensus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avery Bradley, I think that's the consensus. Chat pick is Avery Brett Bazemore, um, but it's <laughs> Avery Bradley. Uh, he was, again, probably the next, literally the next man up, the only guy that really contributed. So, I mean, Melo hit a couple of threes. He had one down the stretch in the fourth quarter. But Avery Bradley, 5 for 11, 4 of 9 from 3. He had 15 points. He also had the second best plus minus at plus 11. Now, sometimes those stats are, you know, a little blown out of proportion, but your sec plus 11, that's the best out of the starters. Uh, Avery Bradley's definitely next man up tonight. Yeah, agreed. Can't disagree with that at all. Avery Bradley, I thought was good. This was a, a better Avery Bradley game than we've seen recently. Did have a couple of turnovers. The one at the end there where he ran over, ran into PJ Tucker. Uh, but that was just a, was just a misread he thought he didn't think that pj tucker was going to go under there and frankly he went way under so i wouldn't have expected it either uh, because there was so much space between bradley and lebron in that situation i wouldn't have expected pj tucker to go under that screen and he did um and it wound up being an offensive foul but for the game avery bradley again pretty good four for nine shooting on a team that only shot 28 percent. i'm rounding up to get to that 28 percent from three on the night and you got four from nine on avery bradley that's pretty crucial so uh, Avery Bradley, again, I, I think he gets it. Yeah, you take away those four for nine, for three for Avery Bradley. The team is shooting, what, seven for 31 from three? Yeah. That's brutal. Yes. Yep. Um, Matty James, Sean, don't get your hopes up about Anthony Davis, especially if he comes back and plays the way he's been playing all season. Hey, man, 
I'm choosing to be an optimist. Sorry, Matt, I stole your thing, but <laughs> I'm choosing to be optimistic. That's fair. You know what? The Lakers, they're at a point where, I mean, even if you look at Anthony Davis and say he hasn't had the great the greatest season, the Lakers defensively need AD. Even he, even if he's not oh. 100% the bubble version of AD that we saw that looked like a league MVP candidate, he's not that guy, you still need him out there. The Lakers defense is noticeably worse without Anthony Davis. Does he fix everything? No, but they absolutely need him out there, particularly defensively, because of what we talked about, because you can have a big on the floor and still go crazy with your switches on the defensive end, which has been the key to the defense, the Lakers defense looking better. So I think Anthony Davis makes an impact. Again, doesn't fix everything, but he is a welcome return for the Lakers whenever he does get back out on the floor. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody said, if AD can just stop taking fadeaways. Yeah, we'll see what AD can do. Oh my goodness. I don't know if you're, I've got out of the corner of my eye, I've got the Bills and Chiefs game on and the Bills just got a touchdown to go up one. If they kick the field goal, they'll go up. I'll go up two. I imagine they're going to go for two here with uh, less than two minutes left. Woo. We've had some football games on today. That's that's yeah, for sure. I know, right? Yeah. All right, let's get into oh, wait, it. And they went for it fourth to get it, too. That's they, yeah, they went for it on fourth and 13 to get it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, hey, no, you never know with, uh, with Patrick Mahomes, though, with time left, what's about to happen here. But this game's had some fireworks for sure. All right, somebody said our only chance is AD. Yeah, here they are going for two. Our only chance is AD to play like the old AD. Yeah, look, if you get the old AD, then then you can say the Lakers have got a shot here. Eh, not going They to got it. Did you get it? I'm a, I'm a bit behind. I'm on YouTube TV. Oh, they did. They got it. Got the two-point conversion. Now they're up three. Minute and 54 left. Exciting game. Been a good day for football today. All right. Let's get into a few more of your comments here. We do need to get into the master lock of the night as well. We need to get into that too. <laughs> Somebody said, stop telling y'all ahead of me. <laughs> Sorry, I should have put a spoiler alert on that there or something like that. My bad. Brandon Robinson, I think the big issue for us right now is starting and utilizing the right guys. I think our strongest lineup, okay, listen to this, strongest lineup, LeBron, AD, Malik Monk, Austin Reeves, we need to talk about him, or Avery Bradley. Wouldn't it be and Avery Bradley? LeBron, AD, Malik, Austin Reeves, yeah, Avery Bradley. Yeah. That five-man group? There's no Russ in there. Was this like a close? I just don't think there's a scenario where unless like Russ could like starts playing worse, I don't think there's a scenario where Russell Westbrook comes off the bench. I just don't see it. Um, so is that a closing lineup? Mm -hmm. Um, and then if that's your closing lineup, I like it. Uh, you have some shooting on the floor. Normally I've said, like I said earlier, I don't like the three guard, but also he's about six, six. Mm -hmm. He can really, he's a good defender, which is also the bigger key. He's a really good defender. You have Avery Bradley. He's a good defender. Monk, you can kind of hide him defensively, uh, especially if LeBron's being crazy active and alert. Uh, he has his moments where he doesn't, but LeBron's playing really well defensively in the AD. You can definitely hide Malik. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. It's a closing lineup. If if you were to make any changes to that, what would you do? Um, what would you change from that lineup? 
take out Avery Bradley and throw in either THT or Stanley Johnson, personally. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I And I personally would probably go Stanley. I'd probably go Stanley Johnson there. By the way, Stanley Johnson played 23 minutes tonight, seven points, uh, two boards. He's you know mostly for defensive reasons, but one for two from three. So you'll take that from him. Austin Reeves, though, only mm-hmm. nine minutes. Nine minutes, one assist, two points. Yeah. Wayne Ellington absorbed some of those minutes when the Lakers needed some scoring there, uh, and he went one for two from three. So he played 10 minutes. But still, that's that's a major decrease in minutes there for Austin Reeves. What do you make of that? Reeves hasn't been shooting the ball well his last few games. Uh, he's had like a four-game stretch of shooting poorly. This one, 0 for 1. But that's just on one attempt. But last game, 0 for 2. Game before that, 1 for 5. 2 for 5. The game before that, 1 for 5. After that, hasn't shot the ball well since January 12th, which was against the Sacramento Kings, and he put up 19 points. It, should Vogel be cutting Reeves' minutes like this? Was this the right move? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think he cut into Reeves' minutes, maybe because Wayne Ellington. I mean, you want to give Wayne Ellington some minutes tonight to to knock down perimeter shots, but no, you can't really cut into Reeves' minutes. He's one of your better defenders off the bench, uh, whether it's off ball or on the ball defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why you cut into Reeves' minutes, and I think this might be like the second straight game he's cut into Reeves' minutes. Oh. Uh, Back check that. But. Yeah, last game Reeves had actually more minutes than Avery Bradley. So he, it's a. I think Austin Reeves is still one of your better defenders. Okay, now last game. Yeah, last game he had twenty three minutes. Yeah. He was pretty consistent in the mid twenties anyway in terms of minutes. But this game to suddenly drop down to nine was certainly a surprise. It was a surprise for me. And he did have one turnover in this game. That was yeah. bad. Just threw it through a bad pass. Um, but still, it was a surprise to see his minutes cut down the way they were in this game. So um, we'll see where things go from here with Austin Reeves, but I do think he is one of their better defensive players, and he also makes pretty smart plays out there. So hopefully this isn't a permanent thing for him because I think he can help them. Yeah, yeah, hopefully it's not permanent. Because when – it also issues us another guy when AD does get back to Gavin up floor, they could really switch defensively, and you can really be a really good defensive team. Uh, with Reeves on the floor. So, yeah, hopefully this is not a sign of things to come. All right, let's get into a couple of uh, couple more Super Chats here, then we'll get into our next man up. Uh, Dre Johnson, is Vogel's job on the line after this loss? I think the Lakers have already made it clear that they're going to stick with him for the time being. I don't think this is the kind of loss that was so bad where you just say, oh, my gosh, we have to get rid of the coach at this point because, you know, Miami's a good team. Yeah. Oh. Wait, somebody's Ty- somebody's my home. So Tyree Kill touchdown, just ran like fifty yards. My goodness, I hate the my goodness. Now they're up thirty-two to twenty-nine, but a minute two left. Tyree Kill just burned past everybody. Yeah, Tyree Kill do that. Guy Mark Gunnels is uh, going crazy right now. Yeah, shout out Mark. He's, <laughs> He's got to be excited. Um, let's see. 
great run at the end just cost uh just cost the game on mistakes predictions on the rest of the road trip let's look at that the lakers road trip where things go from here um we know next game they take on the brooklyn nets and this is a difficult road trip for the lakers so next game they've got the brooklyn nets and that's coming up in just a few days here then we've got so that's on tuesday you got the Brooklyn Nets, then the 76ers on Thursday. Then Friday, you're back-to-back -back on the road going to Charlotte. Then you get Atlanta to finish off the road trip. So final four games of the trip. Brooklyn, Philly, Charlotte, Atlanta. How do you see the Lakers finishing the rest of the way here? They're one and one so far. I'm going to be optimistic. I think three and one might be like a legit shot. I don't know if you win all four. The one I'm really nervous about is Philly. Um, on the road at Philly. But I think you could go 3-1 and one here. Brooklyn is without KD. Kyrie still can't play home games. So it's Harden. And I get it, Harden's played really well since KD's gone out. But, you know, if LeBron can keep playing the way he's playing right now, Russ doesn't have a bad Russell Westbrook game. Uh, oh, 0-4. Come on, guys. 0-5. They have five road games <laughs> left. Uh, but... I think worst case, I think they'll squeak out too. Uh, I think Atlanta's too bad defensively for the Lakers to lose that game. Um, and Charlotte's just not that good of a team. So I think you at least pull out two, but I think you can real I think I could realistically see the Lakers getting at least three. And that's maybe me being optimistic. I'm thinking they finish five hundred. I'm gonna say they go two and two on these next ones. And people are mentioning, well, the, the okay. Nets right now are losing to the Wolves. I think if the Nets lose to the Wolves, that's actually bad for the Lakers because it means you're gonna have that much more of a focus. Nets team teams often bounce back. The game after a loss, particularly if it's a game that they don't feel like they should yeah. lose. Now, obviously, they're dealing with plenty of injuries and all of that sort of stuff. Kevin Durant being out. Um, but still, I mean, look, the Nets the Nets beat the Lakers on Christmas, even though they were missing a bunch of players. So I wouldn't just count that one as a, as a win for sure. Um, let's see. We've got a comment here. It's like LeBron is Batman with the Justice League Lakers battling a doomsday season. Now fans are hoping AD has been recovering like Cal L in Man of Steel. I hope. That's quite the That's an elite. That's message. quite the analogy there that we need Anthony Davis to come back to the back to life a la Superman so that he can battle Doomsday and uh and lead the Lakers to where they need to go. That's an interesting yeah, one. Yeah, that's, that's that's a hilarious comparison. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Uh, somebody said with AD back, Matty James said, I'd like to see Russ, Malik, LeBron, Stanley, AD. I think that's a that's a pretty solid lineup in terms of hitting all the skill sets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rick Madden said, would you be willing to trade Monk or Reeves in place of a first-round pick to strengthen the Lakers' position in terms of trade negotiations? Would you be willing to part with one of those guys? I think a lot of it depends on who we're getting, yeah. but no. Uh, especially, Monk, well, if, I, if I'm being honest, actually, Monk is probably the one I'd be more considering to trade because, again, it's going to be harder to bring him back. But Monk's value to this team and what he can do scoring the basketball as another secondary uh, scorer and microwavable buckets, mm -hmm. yeah, it really depends on who you're getting there. And Reeves, I, I don't think you should trade. Um, and Monk, it, it really just depends. Like, who are we getting? Um, in a trade. Oh no. Joey C with a super chat said watching THT and Russ together on the floor. Here's another analogy. 
It's like watching Harry and Lloyd from Dumber and Dumber trying to find Mary to deliver the briefcase. It's painful. What is going on with our analogies from our, ch our chats tonight? Oh my. That is quite a, a great movie, by the way. Great movie. And so I'm not going to fault anybody for, for going dumb and dumber with it with an analogy, but that's an interesting one. I, I've never had that thought pop into my head of, oh my gosh, they look like Harry and Lloyd out there on the floor. Yeah. All right. Um, let's get into the master lock of the night. So our guy, Chris, the masterpiece masters is finishing holding the wrestling, wrestling ring is the master lock. So we take whatever's the most annoying thing from this particular game and we put it into the master lock so chat let us know what you think should go into the master lock from this game if you're coming in from youtube from facebook from twitter let us know right here live who gets master locked from this one john what are you putting in the master lock um three-point defense is the one that first pops in my head uh you allow 45 percent from three that one point was 65 percent from mm -hmm. three it's just hard to win games like that. And yeah, they didn't make a ton of them, but they were really efficient when making them. And again, PJ Tucker had one down the stretch. That is not THC's fault, uh, to re-clarify that. But um, yeah, the three-point defense, which ultimately kind of did cost him in this one. Baysmore for being there. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of people that are saying Trevor Ariza. And I'll agree okay. with that. That's fair. Um... I will agree with with that with it being Ariza. Um 0 for 5 shooting. He's struggling out there with his lateral quickness. And again, maybe that's not a surprise. He had ankle surgery not that long ago, but he's really struggling. I almost wonder if you're doing him a disservice at this point by having him play against starting units because then he's having to defend the faster, quicker guys. The bench might be more his speed, but Frank Vogel's trying to put together this super fast young bench unit and make that work and so that's pushing ariza into a starting role going up against players that might be just better than him uh and physically capable of doing more things it's a tough spot to be in but i could say it was it was not pretty with ariza in there oh my touchdown buffalo wait a minute <laughs> josh Allen is that dude 13 seconds left. Touchdown Buffalo to take the lead. Holy moly. Wow. Master Lock, Grayson Allen. Actually, you know what? Yes, I'm changing it. Master Lock, well, Grayson that's, Allen. That's going to be my honorary one. So let's let's definitely get into that. Let's get into that. Grayson Allen, we need to explain what's going on here. Because we. I think we have some people in our chat that probably just watch Lakers. So that's fine. Um, Grayson Allen playing against the Chicago Bulls, the Bucks. Alex Caruso, our old friend, goes up, tacking the basket, and Grayson Allen goes up and uh, and grabs his arms, pulls him to the ground, flagrant foul. Caruso, it turns out we find out the next day, Caruso fractured his wrist. Now, Grayson Allen suspended by the NBA, but only for one game, just one game for breaking Alex Caruso's wrist. And I believe it was this morning, the Milwaukee Bucks team account knowing that a lot of people were angry with Grayson Allen, who has a history of cheap shots in the past, a lot of people yeah. upset with him, they post this tweet of Grayson Allen eating a donut, saying it's game day, like making it like no big deal, whatever, we're, we're still here, we're still supporting him. And then after the fact, after the suspension is, is issued of just one game, and most people are upset, it was only one game, they issue this statement 
They issue the statement, we disagree with the suspension. We support Grayson and look forward to him rejoining our team on Friday against the Knicks. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes is first off the when when the tweet went up and it was Grace and Ali and Donut as a game day, I'm like, oh boy, this is gonna end this is not yeah. gonna end well. Um yeah, that, I mean that that's just you can't do that as a I wanna say organization, but like as a team that's kind of a bad look. Um I, I get supporting your player. Um I I, I don't know, man. That, that that was a really weird play. I do think part of me thinks would he have gotten suspended if it was like another player, like because it's Grayson Allen. It might not have been, you know, uh, dirt. It might not have been a dirty intent or a dirty play from his point of view. But had it been like somebody who doesn't have a Grayson Allen track record, would they have gotten suspended? That I can't help but get have that thought creep into my mind there that. I think he got suspended because it's Grayson Allen and with his track record. But yeah, I mean, the box, come on, man. I just look at this and I think, and first of all, based on the current NBA, the way games are officiated, it's a, it's a flagrant foul. It was, it was definitely a flagrant foul. I don't think he was making a play on the ball. He went through his arms. Now, was he trying to stop him from scoring? Yes. Was he trying to break his wrist? No, I don't think he was intentionally trying to break Caruso's wrist, but that happened on a hard, hard fall that Caruso took because of Grayson Allen. But I think it's a bad look for the Bucks and Grayson Allen here to be, I mean, the audacity to come out and say, we disagree with the suspension when it was just one game. Most people were looking at this thinking Grayson Allen's going to be out a while because he seriously hurt somebody because of his actions here. Caruso's out six to eight weeks. I'm not saying Grayson Allen was going to be suspended for six to eight weeks or, or whatever out that long, but he was going to be out for a while. That was what we were anticipating. And this is a team that's trying to compete for a, a playoff spot. And I mean, they're going to make the playoffs, but they're trying to compete in the Eastern Conference right now. I mean, so yeah, this is really damaging. Yeah. For them, so for the Bulls. I think they're worthy of the of the master lock. And I, I'm, I was shocked to see the team account first tweet the donut thing this morning and then to come out with that statement. Like the Bucks are just sliding right into that bad guy, bad guy role for whatever reason. Yeah. Eight seconds left. Oh, please, Mahomes. Eight, eight seconds left, and Mahomes is driving down the field. We'll see. We'll we'll stay with you guys as this as this finishes here. Next, the uh, this is a a big game. Somebody said, "Wait, who gets the master lock?" Okay. So Ariza got my master lock officially, but I think Grayson Allen got like our honorary master lock. And then your your master lock was a three-point defense. Yeah. Now, when AD comes back and they're still running drop coverage, (laughs) I might not see. I I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to continue to do that because I think Frank Vogel has seen... And that's why he keeps going small because he's seen the benefit of the switching defense. And yeah. so that's why we're seeing what uh, we'll, we'll see when Frank Vogel or when uh, AD comes back. Um, somebody mentioned AD has only played 15 minutes today because it wasn't good. Yeah, look, he didn't play a ton of minutes, but I still thought Ariza didn't look great there. Uh-oh, based on the chat, that's a little bit ahead of me. 
I'm putting my, some... I'm putting the chat away for a second. Oh then. boy. Oh boy. Big play, no Mahomes to Kelsey. Now the the Chiefs are going to get a chance to kick a field goal and tie this game. Chiefs to the thirty yard line. Wow. Somebody said, Trevor, is it fair to say the season is kind of over? No, I wouldn't say it's it's fair to say the season is kind of over. There's still a lot of basketball left no. to play. Have things look good? No. Yeah. Do the Lakers look like a contender? No. But there's still a lot of basketball to play, and they've played precious few games with AD, LeBron, and, and Russell Westbrook together. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens from here, particularly if um, if AD gets back and, is, and can be healthy for the rest of the season. Oh, my goodness. Our guy Mark is going nuts right now. It's a tie game. Tie game. They had 13 seconds. There were 13 seconds on the clock, and Buffalo had a three-point lead, and we now have a tie game. Unbelievable. Oh Unbelievable. All right, guys. Well, we will call it from there. Um, appreciate everybody who joined us. Thanks for coming in here. Obviously, the Lakers do fall to the Miami Heat. Not what we wanted to see, but... Um, at least they made a run there at the end. Next up, the Lakers take on the Brooklyn Nets. That's coming up on Tuesday. So make sure you join us for the post-game show right after that one. Follow us on social media, wherever you, uh, whatever account you want. We've got the at Lakers Nation account on Twitter and Facebook, at Lakers Nation Official on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, the LakersNation.com YouTube channel, and make sure you do subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Till next time, everybody. Stay safe and see ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.